0: Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.life, and in this video, we're going to be discussing five qualities that make your ex want you back. You know, we've talked a lot about like your ex, what they're thinking, what they're going through. We've talked a lot about like what you can do in terms of how to, you know, text them what to do in this situation or that. But what's really important, and what's probably most important of all, is how you're bringing yourself to the interactions that you're having with your ex. What is your way of being? What is your energy? What is your sort of thought process, your mindset? There's lots of different words that you can use. But basically, you get what I'm saying. It's like, who are you when you're going to interact with your ex? Now, obviously, um, I think most people, whether or not you've followed me or or this is the first video that, of mine that you've ever seen, but I think most people... Recognize or learn very quickly that uh, the whole begging and pleading and desperation thing is not the most effective uh, Thing out there, Um, but there are definitely much more effective things now If you've watched other videos or followed other people on YouTube or other places on the internet, um, you know, you may Believe that you need to pretend like you don't care You need to play hard to get you need to make it seem like you're dating a hundred other people or something like that in order to make your ex jealous and this is not really true, um, basically, this stuff may may work, air quotes work, um, if it does work at all, because you're stepping out of that needy, desperate way of being. However, this is not the, the best way of being that you could have for having a great relationship. Um, I mean, basically, <laughs> what we're going to be talking about here is how to be a grown adult, uh, and actually invite your ex or really invite anyone for that matter, into a great relationship with you. Um, but let's take a step back. Let's actually talk about what these five qualities are and why they work. So the first one is to be calm and grounded. Okay. Obviously if you're in that panicked place that at least we call damage control mode, you're probably not very calm and grounded. Um, you know, damage control mode. In case this actually is the first time you've encountered us on the internet, um, is that sort of panicked state of being that many people find themselves in immediately after a breakup. You know, where you're uh, feeling compelled to call or text, you know, countless times. Uh, beg and plead, uh, promise up and down that things are going to be different. You're, you know, micro-monitoring everything that your ex is doing on social media or online, and you're like, who's that? Who's that girl that he's following on Instagram? Who's that uh, guy that that she's out with today? Like, who who is that? Is that like, is, is that like a friend? Is that a coworker? Is that like a, some new guy she's dating? What what what's going on? This this isn't very effective. We already covered that. But what you want to do is work towards being calm and grounded. Now, obviously I don't want you to just pretend to be calm and grounded. If you're really falling apart inside, I want you to work on yourself so that you actually can be calm and grounded. And there's a lot of things that you could do to work through this um a couple of them you know just to name a few without going going too far into detail for the sake of time is you know pulling your attention into the present moment obviously if you're really panicked or anxious about the future you're probably thinking too much about the future and your mind is too much in the future you know they say that anxiety is when you're worried about the future depression is when you're uh, stuck in the past and so if we can kind of collapse our attention not into the past or into the future but we can collapse it into the present moment you're going to come across as much more grounded and calmer. Okay, um, you know whether whether you may have the tendency to go into the anxious future state or into the depressed, regretful past state. Um, we want to pull our attention and energy into the present moment, and that's going to help us to remain calm and grounded. Another thing that may help you out as well too is to remember that you can handle this. You have literally handled everything that has happened to you in your life. Up until this point. I don't know if you're 20 years old. I don't know if you're 50 years old. I don't know if you're 70 years old, but however old you are, you have handled everything in some form or other that has happened to you in your life thus far. Okay. Maybe things didn't go the way you, that you wanted them to. Maybe something you know really tragic or traumatizing happened to you in the past, but regardless of all of that, you are here. You have made it. You have survived thus far, and you are probably going to make it through this as well, too. And when you remind yourself of that, I think you're going to be able to have a little bit more perspective that, okay, yes, this may not be going exactly the way I wanted it to. Yes, this can be scary sometimes. Yes, there's a lot of uncertainty, but no matter what, I'm going to be able to handle this. Okay. You want to get to the place where you can actually be calm and grounded because this is going to actually allow you to interact with your ex in a relaxed sort of way. And it's going to be something that these other four qualities are kind of built upon. Um, And so this is obviously not that panicked damage control mode state. So we want to work at actually realistically um, stepping into being calm and grounded rather than just faking it pretending or something like that, because, you know, I know that there's a lot of people out there that say fake it till you make it, you know, just, just act it. You don't need to fake anything. You don't need to do anything like that. You can actually become this. And the reason why you want to become this is because yes, you can put on some sort of act. You can fake it till you make it or something like that, but there's going to become, there's going to be some sort of unpredictable thing that happens. It's just the way that life is. And if you're just faking it, that's when the truth starts to shine through the cracks. And that's when your ex is gonna see the real thing that's happening, okay? So you know you might think, oh, okay, I'm just gonna pretend like I'm totally cool with this. And then you're talking with them or something, and they're like, oh, by the way, I'm in a new relationship. And then suddenly, boom, that's when the, the act crumbles and suddenly you start panicking, right? So we wanna make sure that this is real, this is legitimate, this isn't just some sort of act or fake it till you make it kind of thing. Okay, second thing is that you want to be detached from outcome, non-attached to outcome. That is to say that you want to be able to just interact with your ex and you know, yeah, sure. Obviously you want it to go well. You want to be able to connect with them, but you're not attached to this outcome of trying to get back together with them. Okay. Because this can be very difficult from their point of view. If you're interacting with them and everything is like some sort of calculated effort to get back together with them or to make the relationship work then um, you're not acknowledging their concerns or fears or things like that. And you're not meeting them where they're at. And they're going to say, Hey, you know, you just want to interact with me. You just want to talk to me. You just want to spend time with me because you want to get back together. And from their point of view, this feels like you're using them as a means to an end. You, you, you are using them as a stepping stone in order to be in a relationship. And um, unless their emotions are met And unless their concerns are validated, they're just going to feel as if you're using them to a means to an end, which is not a good feeling. So what we want to do is we want to recognize, okay, we probably don't want the relationship for the sake of just having a relationship. We probably, if you're like most people that I work with, want the relationship because you believe it's going to give you some sort of connection, some sort of degree of closeness, intimacy, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so let's go for that. Let's go for the connection, the bonding, the intimacy, the honesty, all that stuff, and let the commitment organically grow out of it rather than doing it the opposite way, going for the connection and hoping that there's some sort of connection and, and, and commitment and all that stuff that comes from it. And you know, this is probably how you went about getting into a relationship in the first place. You somehow met your ex somewhere, and you're like, oh, this is an attractive person. Let's go out on a date. Let's talk on the phone. Let's do whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're pretty attractive. It looks like we have something in common. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's spend a little bit more time together. Okay. We're getting along pretty well. Um, all right. All right. Hey, do you want to be my boyfriend? Hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Hey, do you want to be in a relationship? And then suddenly it came out of the connection that you had. That's how you want to do it when it comes to moving forward is you want to be kind of detached from outcome, not forcing the relationship, but just saying like, hey, let's connect. Let's see if we have something in common. If we do, let's spend more time together. Let's connect more. And if we do more of that, hey, we've been connecting a lot. What do you say? Want to get back together. That is a much better way to go about doing that. The third quality that makes your ex want you back is if you are curious about them, about everything else. Okay. And this sort of is a, within the same family as being not attached to outcome. Um, Because when you're not attached to outcome, you can just get curious about things. Um, so what do I mean by this? Your ex is going through some sort of journey in their life. I don't know how long you've been broken up. You know, Most people that I talk to have been broken up for a few months, sometimes less, sometimes more, but you know, they've been broken up for at least a little while. And so your ex is going through some sort of journey. They're changing, they're growing, they're learning new things about themselves. Hopefully you're changing and growing and learning new things about yourself as well too. And so what we want to do is we want to rediscover who they are they're probably not the same person that they were before, hopefully. You're hopefully not the same person that they broke up with as well, too. The two of you are growing and changing and having experiences and learning things about yourselves and and all of that stuff. And so we want to be curious about who this person is, what their experience is, how they're feeling, what's going on in their life, what excites them, what they're afraid of, what they're anxious about, what they hope for, what they dream about, all of these sorts of things. And if you actually get dialed into this, you know, you'll actually be able to create an intensely powerful emotional connection. You know, I think, I think all of us are evolved enough to the point where we know that attractive men or other attractive women aren't objects, but they're actually human beings. But that's obviously true. Um, But we want to really take this home because yes, intellectually, we know that, that nobody's an object, that they're all, that we're all human beings. But what does that come with? That comes with the fact that, hey, we're all just living this life. We're all going through life, feeling things, hoping for things, yearning for things, fearing things, being anxious about things, wanting things. Losing things, feeling all sorts of different emotions that come up in the various chapters and various experiences of life. And if we remind ourselves of this, we can actually create a deeper emotional connection because even though we may not have similar experiences, you know, maybe I don't come from the same hometown that you came from, or maybe uh, you lost a parent and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I've not lost either of my parents yet. And so I might not be able to relate to the specifics, but I think underneath all of it, we've all felt similar emotions. And when you actually recognize that, you can say, okay, maybe you're feeling hopeful of something. I felt hopeful about things in the past before. Tell me more about that. I remember when I was feeling hopeful about whatever, some trip I took a long time ago or or some interesting thing that happened or, or whatever. I was really excited about it. I was researching it. I was doing all this stuff. Is that what you're going through when you're feeling hopeful about, I don't know, this new career that you're getting ready to start or this new town that you're going to move to or whatever? Um, and suddenly, you can take on this curious stance and really start to explore what's coming up for the both of you. So that's the third thing. The fourth quality that makes your ex really want you back is that you're living your best life with or without them. Um, so the one, one really common thing about attractive people is that they're going somewhere in life. And I want you to do that, not just for the sake of your own relationship or getting your ex back or anything like that. It'll help you for sure. But I want you to do this because you actually give a damn about your own life and your own experience in life that you're willing to do something, go somewhere, become something, live into your values, whatever those might be. Obviously it's going to be different for you than for me or different for you than it is for the next person over there, but I want you to be living an important life for you, whatever that might mean, whether that's, you know, starting that business or going for that job or uh, pursuing that dream in some way or moving to that place or spending a year traveling. I mean, I, I know it's 2021 and people aren't doing a whole lot of traveling, but whatever that dream might be, I want you to you know, live into it, go after it, pursue it, because that's going to help you feel a whole lot more impassioned about your life. That's going to help you become a more interesting person. That's going to bring you to life because you know you're not just trying to get from one day to the next. You're actually living an interesting life, doing something valuable to you, doing something interesting to you. And that's going to make you immensely more magnetic to other people, especially, you know, your ex. Because we do through our actions and through our life invite people into a certain experience. And If you're fully going after it, whatever that might be, you're saying like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going after my career in acting or something like that. Do you want to come with me? Or, Hey, I'm planning to, to start this awesome business. that's going to change the way that people do X, Y, Z. Do you want to, do you want to come on this ride with me? Or, hey, I'm going to sell everything, live this minimalist lifestyle and spend a year traveling the world. Do you want to come with me? Those are all like much more exciting and interesting to the right people than, you know, hey, I'm just a guy just trying to get a paycheck. Just want to, you know, blow off some steam at the end of the day and uh, watch some TV. Do you want to come with me? Right? <laughs> that's, that's a whole lot different uh, of, of an invite, right? And so live your best life. Don't do it for other people. Don't do it for your ex. Don't do it for impressing other people, but do it for yourself. Do it first and foremost for yourself. Yes, it will help you when it comes to relationships and dating and all that stuff, but do it first and foremost for yourself because this is your life. Take a stand for your life. Make something meaningful out of your life. Go after it 100%, okay? The fifth thing, by the way, you know, please, if you like these videos that I'm doing, hit the thumbs up button. It helps us with the YouTube algorithm. It's a totally free way to support the channel. Hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment, leave two comments, leave three comments, leave however many comments you want to leave these things, subscribe to the channel. These things help us out with the channel. Uh, it's totally free. So if you do like us, like us with that thumbs up button. Okay. And the fifth thing that will make your ex want you back, the fifth quality is that you're totally transparent in a good way. Now, what do I mean by this? You know, we've talked in the past, maybe not so much recently, but we've talked in the past about good vulnerability versus bad vulnerability, uh, bad vulnerability. Well, f- first of all, Many people are under the belief that vulnerability is bad. You should not be vulnerable. You should just like, make it seem like you have your life put together. You're this impenetrable, bulletproof person. And if you are somehow like that, awesome. Go ahead and be that. But uh, if you're like most of us mortals, you have thoughts, feelings, emotions that are coming up and all that stuff. Um, and I want you to feel comfortable being vulnerable because it is a positive quality. It does allow someone to connect with you. It does allow them to see the humanity in you and to actually connect with you. So, uh, definitely be vulnerable in a positive way. Now, negative vulnerability, this is the kind of vulnerability where you're making someone else responsible for how you feel, you know? Oh, I just can't go on without you. I miss you so much. Life is meaningless without you. You know, these are things that people might potentially say after a breakup. And here we're saying, Hey, I feel, really bad. And it's your fault because you broke up with me or you won't come back to me or something like that. That's bad vulnerability because you're not taking responsibility for how you feel. On the other hand, good vulnerability is you taking responsibility for how you feel. You might feel the same things like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling so great. That breakup really hit me um, out of nowhere. It really sideswiped me. After we talked, I totally understand why why you felt like you needed to do it. And I'm not blaming, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'll be honest with you. I'm having a rough time here. That's That's transparency that takes ownership for how you're feeling. And it's going to land so much differently than trying to make someone else responsible for how you're feeling, okay? Um, And this is a positive quality that makes your ex want you back, Uh, whether you're sharing and being vulnerable about positive things, negative things, things that you're anxious about, things that you're hoping for, things that you're fearing, all that stuff, Um, because it allows them to see who you are, okay? It allows them to see who you are and to actually connect with the human side of you. Uh, transparency in combination with all these other things that we've talked about in this video will really help them to build that strong emotional connection with you. And if you do want to build that strong emotional connection with your ex. Um, these are all sort of bits and pieces of our advanced relational skills that allow you to create a very strong emotional bond with your ex. And if you do want to start learning these advanced relational skills, you can learn about them over in our course called the X Solution Program. You can find that over at modernlove.life slash ESP. That's modernlove.life slash ESP is an X solution program. You see what I did there with the URL. Anyway, thank you so much again for watching this video. Please take care and I will talk to you next time.